because I took the train up to by Chinatown because Chinatown straddles Little Lily now. Didn't you learn anything from the last time you were up there? Where what we, do you mean? We talked about you were going to walk to Chinatown. Well, yeah, but I, I, that was how to get to Little Lily. <laughs> okay. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. I'm finally home for a little while. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the world traveler. Yes, it's been uh, grueling. <laughs> Lots of fun, but still. Well, at least you've gotten to travel somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> well, extensively. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> fine, whatever. Uh, yeah. You realize that I have not left. I'm gonna say your house fifteen in a fifteen mile radius of my house in a year and a half since fucking That's lockdown sad. started. That's very sad. Well, you know, but you're not alone. I, I mean, I there are lots of people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's making me a little stir crazy. Matter of fact, that's so stir crazy that I was watching. Um, I wound up. I wound up going down this weird rabbit hole of travel videos, and because okay. because I've been thinking like when this is all over, I want to take a trip with my dad, and I want to, you know, I want to go on a real vacation for the first time in a couple of years, and all that kind of shit. And so, looking at things that I might possibly want to do. And one okay. of the things was there is a scenic train that goes from Chicago to San Francisco. It's uh-huh. called the Zephyr, I think. Okay. And watching this dude's video, he's got a private room and it's 52 hours on a train where like there's no cell signal. It's just on a train where you guys are like going through all of this countryside and mountains and really fucking nice, like would be totally react relaxing totally unplugged and i was like cool that like maybe that's something i'd want to put on my list and then i went and i looked at how much that costs and for a private room on the zephyr it's like three grand Oof. yeah so i was like maybe i can do other stuff with that three grand right than just that but you know amtrak goes cross country that's an amtrak train oh that is an amtrak train yep what about the less scenic route? Mm, I kind of wanted to end up in San Francisco, though. Oh, okay. So that's the only train that goes to San Francisco. That's that's the only like real scenic one, I think. Mm. Because there is, I guess, there is a, a another train that Amtrak does that's that's less scenic, but you go to L.A. And I was like, well, I don't really want to go to L.A. That's a shithole. Yeah, let's <laughs> go there. Trust me, I was just there. <laughs> it it's uh, yeah. You can go to Hollywood where it smells like urine. Uh, oh, it does. You know, whatever. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and then that took me down a weird rabbit hole of of um, there are a ton of travel videos about traveling through Japan, and okay. they have like ferries. They have overnight ferries where they're basically like floating hotels. They're not quite cruise ships, but um, and there's this one guy that his entire channel is just like getting on these things, and I went down a weird rabbit hole with that too. But I don't know any Japanese, so I don't think that would go over very well either. Ni hao. Arigato, Mr. <laughs> Roboto. That's all I would know. Arigato. Sushi. <laughs> yeah, I can't eat sushi, so that wouldn't go over Mario well. Mario Kart. <laughs> Pokemon? Pokemon. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Charizard. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to go to Japan sometime. Yeah. It would be very cool. Um, you know, I'd like to do the, the Mario Kart experience where you like <laughs> drive through Tokyo <laughs> in a go kart. Oh, there you go. Dressed as a character. Yeah. With your little Mario hat on, fake yeah. mustache. Have you ever seen the guy here in the States, the black guy who drives around the Mario Kart throwing pillows at people? No. Yeah. It, it's pretty funny. Um, I don't remember what city he's in, but he's like the known guy. He drives around in a go-kart that's and dressed as Mario. And like, if you cut him off, he'll go around you and he'll throw pillows at you of like, that look like shells. And apparently he buys them in bulk from somewhere. Yeah. Okay. It's a thing. So yeah, there's one where I like, he was throwing them at cops. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I, think that's probably a little dangerous in the states as a black man but you know if he feels <laughs> right that's assault well he doesn't he's hitting the people's cars is that assault i mean they're that's pillows property so. damage yeah but they're they're pillows it's not like they're doing anything to the car it, it's the perceived aggression oh well you know uh, I'm trying to see if I can find it. Um, if you put in Black Mario, it's a bunch of things about Chris Pratt and Jack Black playing in the new Super Mario Brothers movie. Okay. Mm, I'll have to look for it and send it to you. Anyway. So did you watch the thing that I posted on your Facebook page? Uh, <laughs> About the social, dude. Social media star Milwaukee Mario. Milwaukee Mario. Okay. Is that him? Po- probably. Okay. Yeah, there's like one video. Was it just one? He's probably on other things, though. I mean, if he's, if he's like a super, if he's a, what's the word I'm looking for? If he's like a a viral sensation or whatever. I don't know. He's only got 177 likes on YouTube. Oh, well, never mind then. I thought it was funny, but maybe not. Um, yeah. The only thing I found was an interview with him. Oh, okay. But did you watch the. Did you watch the video that I put on your face, your Facebook page? I think so. The one about the the kid that was almost Anakin Skywalker. 
Yes. That was a really interesting, like it's, so it's a 16 minute documentary about the, if you watch, if you watch the, the episode one documentary that's on the DVDs, there's a scene where it's Jake Lloyd, this guy and another kid who were the final three out of like 3000 kids and how he was a young actor and he had done a bunch of stuff and like, um, he had gone for the screen test with Natalie Portman and he had built up in his head that this was going to be his big break. And then Jake Lloyd gets it. And Mm. I just thought it was a fascinating video about like the brushes that these kids have with fame that like, then all of a sudden it's not there anymore. And like this kid has gone on to like be a, like an author and stuff. And like, he's moved out of the country and like, um, it's just it's I thought it was a fascinating look at like what fame can do to you even if you don't get it like this right. dude was fucked up for a long time because he was almost Anakin Skywalker wow. well and you see what happened to the dude that actually won the role I mean he right. went a little crazy so mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's a New York Times video on YouTube for anybody who wants to watch it. And it's, it's titled in a galaxy far, far away. I was almost Anakin right. Skywalker. But it's interesting. I mean, obviously being a child actor is detrimental to most people's mental state. You have to have a really good support system around you for it not to take over. And so many of them don't. No. You know, when you look at like Gary Coleman or any of the kids, other kids from different strokes or, you know, I mean, who are the successes? Kurt Russell, Jodie Foster, Natalie Portman. Um, any of the Mouseketeers, Ryan Gosling, Timberlake, uh, yeah. not Brittany. No. <laughs> No, yeah, it's very few and far between for as many kids that are on TV. It's yeah. de- it's definitely like it's it's those rare cases where the parents don't get greedy and steal the kids' money. Right. You know. Yeah, I mean that it's yeah. I mean I I know a stage mother right now. Yeah. And um her kids in a a feature film now is like the lead character oh it's a kid who was in the john mulaney thing okay all right um but yeah i mean he's he's doing a lot and i think a lot of it has to do with you know the the mother pushing him <laughs> well no kid wants to act like like no kid wants to you do anything so? other than what they want to do yeah i think I think if you have a kid that truly wants to be an actor and that's, that's what they're going towards, I think, yes, then, then that could very well be a good fit for them. But it's the parents that want their kids to be famous that push them in directions that they don't want to go. Right. That, you know, you see the resentment and you see them not making their dreams come true because they don't want it. Right. It's not their dream. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 
with my with my daughter like i try to be totally supportive of the things she wants to try you know she's like oh i want to i want to learn how to play the um what was the first thing the ukulele okay so we bought her ukulele well that's been hanging on the wall for about a year and a half with her not playing it so this year Mm. she was like i want to try out for band or or i want to be in the school band and i want to play the trumpet okay so we bought a trumpet and like i'm not i'm not going to push her in any one direction because right i was never pushed in a direction so maybe that's a good thing maybe that's a bad thing i don't know but i know i know the one thing that i can't do is say like try to steer her away from something that she really wants to do because she's going to find a way to do it anyway yeah if you're supportive you know and how's the trumpet going um she practices every day so oh really yeah oh that's good yep so so you know is she any good i mean she's a starting out trumpet player you know it's not perfect so no well (laughs) it's it's the same thing like when you learn to play guitar you're not going to instantly change chords with your fingers it's going to be like you learn one chord and then you have to stop reposition Mm -hmm. your fingers um the the thing that amazes me with her trumpet playing is I've tried to play her trumpet and can't really make a note out of it. Okay. But she puts it up to her lips and knows how to blow into it. And it's, it's not like a, a a tone that breaks up. It's like a strong like note. And so like I, I didn't teach her that. And, and I guess the teacher at school has kind of showed her some stuff, but like she seems to be decent at it. So, you know, for as long as she wants to carry this, then that's what we'll do. But, and I guess, I guess if she came to me and said, I want to be an actor. Yeah. I would help support that, but I wouldn't be one of those parents that pushes and is on set and going like, well, you know, she doesn't have any lines or like, she's not in front of the camera. Like those, those people that you see where you're just like, okay, like stop being that way. So I don't, I don't know. I'd be supportive, but I wouldn't try to, to steer her in directions, I guess, other than like, obviously like you're trying to look out for your kid, but I don't know. Hmm. Whatever. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Interesting. Maybe she'll grow up to be, you know, the female Herb Alpert or something. Well, I, I don't know. Join the join the Tower of Power. <laughs> she she like it's it's been an interesting like last couple of years because she went from not really knowing or having any interest in a whole lot of stuff other than like watching TV and movies which she gets from me to like now all of a sudden she's drawing a lot and um, she's into anime and um, art is really important to her now. And it's like, wow. Okay. Like you just, I see her as this little kid that, you know, could barely walk or whatever. Now she's like, she's got her own ideas and she's drawing her own pictures and it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So now it's like, she wants to she wants to learn how to animate um in a computer so okay. being that i'm 
kind of familiar with that. I can steer her in a direction and we're thinking about getting her like her own computer that she can like seriously draw on and things like that. So mm-hmm. trying, trying to be supportive in what she wants to do. Um, sure. But trying not to spoil her too. Right. Right. You know, she's, she's going to have to work for that computer and not like just be handed it to her. Right. So, you know, making sure all her chores are done and all that kind of crap. You know. Well, and also you need to, you know, try to keep her realistic and not tell her how wonderful she is and everything she does is perfect. And no. And she knows, you know, she knows like I'm I'm not going to do that. Like she has shown me stuff and I'm like, did you mean for the neck to be so long? Like, right. Like not like this sucks, but like trying to give her constructive criticism. Okay. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. Well, that's good. You're a good dad. I'm trying. I try. So what else is going on? Have you watched anything while you've been home? Uh, I finished what if. Okay. Um, isn't it amazing that they were able to tie every single episode into the finale? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whoever has the master plan is just doing a great job. Yeah. and I Because get- there's all these, you know, I mean, and the same thing like with the movies. It's like there's things that happen early on in the timeline that suddenly play into something much further down the line and it's like yep. you know you got to pay attention yep it's 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 amazing like because i think we talked about it it's like they're great standalone episodes of yeah. of stories that you know potentially they wanted to tell but they can't because of whatever and so here they get to do it in animation and then they take it and they wrap it all up at the end to where everything that you saw was consequential to the story in some manner. Right. And you're like, Whoa, okay. Like who would ever thought that that would have been a thing? Mm-hmm. Like you get the, like the dark Dr. Strange who's working with the, with Thor and like, it's like, wow. Okay. They have really tied everything that they could together mm-hmm. and gave a yeah. mid credit sequence where it's like, okay, I'm really interested for a season two now. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's kind of amazing. I would have liked to have seen um like if they had done that finale in a more computer generated way. Like like a more realistic way, I think as opposed to the rotoscope? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I I kind of want to see it more more realistic looking. Okay. Um, just as like that battle takes place, I think that would have been yeah. cool. So. Yeah, that was really good. And then I watched Muppets Haunted Mansion. I have not seen that. How was that? I really liked it. It Did was you? it was like so much better than the Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> Um, it had a bunch of cameos in it, like, you know, typical Muppet stuff. Um, 
couple of musical numbers, but it basically like Gonzo and Pepe get invited to to spend the night at the haunted mansion, and if they survive, then they're allowed to get to be set free. Did they bring Paul Williams back for the songs? Who? Paul Williams. Oh, probably. Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't look at that. So Rizzo the rat used to be like Gonzo's right-hand person. Did they mm-hmm. get rid of Rizzo? No, he's still there. Is he? Yeah. I didn't know whether or not he was like one of those performers that they got rid of and then, um, you know, so now he's not in anything. Um, no, cause he's been in, he was in the other, uh, Muppet things. Oh, okay. Uh, no, it looks like Paul Williams did not do the music. Oh, bastards. Yeah. Maybe he's really busy on something else and he just couldn't do it. <laughs> so how was, how was Ed Asner's performance since we just lost uh, him? It was a cameo. Was it? It was, it was a cameo. He's one of the ghosts. <laughs> Nothing, you know. Nothing like, oh my God, I can't believe that was him. <laughs> And I mean, there are some cameos that like you blink and you miss them. Like Craig Robinson is one of the busts in the graveyard. Oh, (laughs) okay. It's like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, but it's really cute. I mean, it's very much the old Muppet show and the characters are, are the same characters. You know, Miss Piggy is Madame Leota. Okay. And when she's, you know, she does the whole spiel from the Haunted Mansion, um, you know, with the musical instruments kind of floating around, and then they're all played by the electric or the uh, electric mayhem. Okay. So it it's cute. Okay. It's very cute. It's very cute. It's worth watching. Fifty-two minutes, huh? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good for them. Yeah, I mean, like you know, twelve of that is credits, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, definitely worth checking out. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> have not caught up caught up on Doom Patrol or Titans yet. No. Okay. That'll be this week. <laughs> Maybe starting tonight. We'll see. Okay. Um, Titans has actually yeah. gotten really good. Has it? Good. Yeah. It's over though, right? No. Didn't it just end? Mm. Nine episodes? No, I thought there was 13. Oh. Um, let me look that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, there's two more. Okay. Two more. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because the, the this one kind of ends on a cliffhanger type. Yeah. Feel. Um. But yeah, it was it was a good week for like comic book stuff because you had this the finale of What If and then this episode of Titans and it's just like wow there's like a lot of good superhero stuff on TV and have you started Doom Patrol I did yeah it's the same wacky quirky um, stuff as the last two seasons Um, 
uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Gomez. Gomez. Yes. Michelle Gomez has shown up um, yeah. in this in this season. And uh, in this last episode, there's a really funny exchange between her and Crazy Jane. So um, it's it's not it's not as real like a typical superhero TV show, but it's really good. It's it's just quirky enough to to fill that gap of like between serious and like the absurd. So. Cool. Have you gotten a chance to watch any of Only Murderers in the Building? No, no. I have not. Okay. No, I I was able to uh download them okay but i have not watched them yet i'm i'm but i'm looking forward to it i'm curious uh, on your take of episode eight. Oh, okay episode eight is done in a really interesting way okay <laughs> that's that's not the typical tv show um, i mean i don't want to spoil anything okay but um yeah It's probably it's probably my favorite non superhero show that's come along in a in a really long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I would really like to see them do more, although I don't know how they can with the premise. Okay. But you know. I'm sure if it's popular enough they'll find a way. Oh, of course they will. You know, season two of Picard. <laughs> come on, they're going to the past though. <sighs> Yeah, they're coming the present day. <laughs> there you go. Because I guess that's what you do when you have a TV show that you've kind of run out of ideas for. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I really like Patrick Stewart, and I love Star Trek, and I'm so glad that there is actually new Star Trek that I can watch. Yeah. But when I saw the trailer, and it's like we're going to the past to fix the future, I was like, they've already done that multiple times. So, Morty, it's your kids. Yeah, I mean, Star Trek Four was all about that, and there's numerous episodes of every single Star Trek, as like season, where they go to the past for something, and it's just like, can't we just do something new? No, I guess not. Next I mean, thing you know, there'll be multiple universes. I mean, there was they just released at New York Comic Con. They they re they released a new um, trailer for Star Trek Discovery. And it's it's one of those things of like, we're going to go into this anomaly and we're not sure what we're going to find. And it's like, oh, come on. Can't we do and something done new? That. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're just working out of a playbook that, that they all got to stick to or whatever, but... I don't know. I thought at least with the first, ep- the, the first series of Picard that it was it was a nice mix of old and new that you didn't quite know where it was going and, but it was familiar faces and stuff, but now it's all kind of back to formula, I guess. So will they encounter, will he encounter his younger self? No, because they're coming to like present day. Oh, they really are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're which, walking around. Which, episode, which movie was that? That was the one with the whales, wasn't it? Yeah, that was that was uh, Voyage Home. 
Mm. That was the original Star Trek cast fourth movie. And they wind up in San Francisco. Um, right. But yeah, they're walking around. They don't know how to drive a car. And like, you know, seven to nine is running around um, having arguments with people. And it's just like, well, I hope it's not more than one episode that they're in the past. Hmm. And they, they bring Q back from Next Generation and he's the one that's fucking with them. And, you know, uh, instead of just making him turn everything back to the way it was, they have to go to the past to fix it. Hmm. Okay. Well, maybe they'll do something incredibly creative with it. Mm, we'll see. No? You're not holding out hope? We'll see. I'm really kind of shocked with New York Comic Con basically over that we have not gotten a Book of Boba Fett trailer yet. No, we have not. It's like two months away. Right. And so I'm not really sure why they haven't released anything yet. You would think that like there's been no pictures, there's been no press, there's been nothing. Nothing. Right. I mean, at least the first the first season of Mandalorian had a trailer like six months out. Yeah, true. Even last year when they did season two, like they waited longer to do it, but it was still like four months out that that the first thing was shown. Well, maybe they're afraid of you know, speculation and people trying to figure out what it's about and, you know, all that kind of shit. I don't know. Cause that's what people do today. You know, Chris, right? <laughs> you know that. What? So, so what Lucasfilm is going to be like, it's not Mephisto. Yes. <laughs> and then it's Mephisto. And then it's Mephisto <laughs> in Star Wars. Right. Yes. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> I know that is an interesting point. But I don't know. I mean, they've got so much shit that that's coming out in the next year. Uh, well, yeah, and you would think that that they would kind of want to show something. You know, they don't have to show they they don't have to give like details other than like um other than, um, you know, just showing some characters that might be in it. Right. I don't know. So what I'm reading on the internet is that they're thinking November 12th. Um, Disney's having a Disney investor day. Oh, and okay. so they're, they're releasing a bunch of stuff onto Disney plus at that, on that day, like Shang-Chi. Yeah is going to be on there and oh um, yeah yeah um jungle cruise will be put on disney plus and a bunch of that other shit so they're right. thinking that maybe that's when the book of boba fett trailer that's like a month it's only like a month and a half until it comes out hmm and i'm a little upset that it's not until the 29th of december I mean, that just, that? it feels like a cop out. It's like, 
they had shot it early enough to where like everybody was assuming it was going to be the beginning of December. Right. Um, because that's when the Mandalorian came out and they figured like when they showed it at the end of season two, that it would be around the same time. And it's like, why then why not just do January 1st? Why don't you start 2022 with a bunch of stuff? Is it just so that you can say you had new Star Wars stuff in 2021? Probably. That just seems silly. That's the biz. So, okay, so according to this article, the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer was released on September 15th of 2020, and then the show premiered on October 30th a month and a half between the trailer and the premiere Uh, Bad Batch its first trailer was released March 30th and the premiere was May 4th making it about five weeks so maybe this is the new Disney model yeah maybe because that would be the right timing middle of November for end of December yeah Maybe maybe they'll have multiple trailers that day. Maybe they'll do like, because what's the next one? Um, the the Cassie and Andor. It, I was gonna say, is it Andor? So maybe maybe they'll show like some shit from that too. I just thought that New York Comic Con would be the place that they would like show it to a large audience. Well, I mean, sometimes Disney likes to, you know, do their own shit. Play the fans and yeah. But if you went to New York Comic Con, you got to see Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. Because they premiered that in in full for the people that were there. That had to be cool. And I've heard from people who really liked it. Did you know anybody that actually went? Yeah, I know several people. Oh, man. That would have been awesome. Yeah. See, I'm I'm at a real, like, crossroads with, like, that and the Spider-Man movie. I don't really want to go back to the movie theater yet. Yeah. But I really want to see those movies. And now with all the... Go go in the middle of the afternoon. Go to the 11 o'clock show. Like during the week. Yeah. 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 I mean, you work from home. I know, but... I have to be here if they, like, you know... They need me for something. If there's an editing emergency? Yeah. Okay. Happens more than you think. <laughs> There's a lot of times where like something will get forgotten along the wayside by somebody and it's like, oh shit, can you jump on this and have it done by the end of the day? Hey, like, yeah, I can have it done in two hours. That's pretty much what I'm given. So, hmm. um, so yeah, I may have to do that. I may just have to take like an afternoon off or something. Yeah. And go see them. Cause I do, I, I want to see those films. I don't want to like, I'm, I'm on the fence about the, the, um, the Eternals because it's okay. I'm not really invested in any of those characters. So it's not like I feel like I'm missing out on anything. Okay. But like I grew up with the Ghostbusters and Spider-Man and stuff. So yeah, you know, those, those are the things I really want to see. 
And thanks to, I guess, the the whole Scarlett Johansson thing, the whole mm-hmm. plan of like day and date release online too is just gone out the window. For now. For now. You know, because now what they'll do is they'll put that in their contracts. Well, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. They'll have to figure out some kind of pay arrangement for it and that kind of mm-hmm. shit, but... Yeah. yeah. No, I haven't heard how much she's getting as a result of that. I don't think they they've said it. I think it's yeah. it's all hush hush that nobody will ever know but the two parties involved. And now everything is all hunky dory between them again. So. Well, yeah. It's like well, nobody else is going <laughs> to file their suits, and uh, Emma Stone has already signed on for Cruella two, and you know, it's like oh, it's all happy now. Well, I mean, I, I wonder if it's how much of it is just PR. I don't know because Disney didn't get Disney got well I don't want to say whooped because it's Disney and they can't get whooped by anybody but like there was a lot of negative press about it for coming from from people that like like you thought would stand up for like the Disney side of it who just totally were like no Disney's wrong in doing this so I don't know I feel like I feel like Disney approached whoever and said, Hey, okay, Emma Stone, we're going to pay you $10 million more for Cruella two than what you were going to receive. Just don't file your lawsuit and we'll rewrite Mm. the contract to do that. And they probably did something similar with Scarlett Johansson where they probably paid her out a, a X amount of money. And then they were like, okay, well if you do haunted mansion or no, not haunted mansion, tower of terror, We'll up your pay to this and then we'll give you some more back end agreement shit. Just yeah. make it go away. And so th- she did. Yeah. Yeah. But now they're singing praises about each other again. I'm so glad we worked it out. We loved working with each See, other. See, that's why like, I wonder how much of it is publicity because even bad publicity is good. No. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean. When you see bad reviews or controversy about a film, you don't go, oh, well, I'm not going to see that. You're like, oh, I want to see what it's all about. But Disney doesn't really shouldn't be affected by any kind of publicity because it's just such a huge machine. Yeah. Like no matter what, no matter what kind of publicity they get, people are going to go see the next Avengers film. Oh, of course. You know, it's it's not like it's going to stop anybody. You know, if they were if they were truly being dicks and didn't honor a portion of her contract, then I could see like, okay, that's fine to go after them but like if there was nothing in the contract that talked about streaming and her people didn't go to Disney and say hey we need to rectify this and or like you know then that's on her but we're never going to know those details so no no because that's all that's all probably been sealed now you can't ever talk about that. Oh, of that. course. Yep. It'll be it'll be locked up just like Tom Cruise's divorce papers. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Poor Tom Cruise. Such a hard worker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. You watching any um, Halloween movies or anything with the? Well, you know. Yeah. 
Today I watched Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Does not hold up. Did you watch her 40th anniversary video or whatever it was that they did about her on Shudder? It's it's on like, I think it's on AMC. No, I didn't. Um, they did uh, when her book came out. Um, I guess it was like yeah. her 40 years as Elvira or whatever. And they did some kind of like retrospect on her and where she started and like what she's doing now and stuff. I mean, she still looks great okay. for however old she is. Oh yeah. I mean, she's like 87. Isn't she? <laughs> I don't think she's that old. No, but I mean, she's still squeezing into that costume. Yeah. And like, well, what, there was a while where she was like hiring other Elvira's. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, uh, what was it? Oh, you can actually hire her for your corporate event. Oh, yeah. Doesn't say how much, though. There is a, oh. there is a series in 2007 called The Search for the Next Elvira. Oh, okay. I mean, I can see her wanting to pass on the torch to somebody else. Sure. So her, her booking fee through Celebrity Talent International is twenty-five dollars to $40,000 okay. for the event. So I guess my $500 budget ain't going to get me Elvira. Mm, no. Your $500 budget isn't going to get you Eddie McClintock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come Just on. Just saying. Nope, nope. You got to pay to play, Chris. Got to pay to play. Well, I don't have that kind of money. <sighs> well, you need to pick up some more jobs. Yeah. Just so I can hang out with her? Yeah. What do you do between, you know, 8 p.m. and 4 in the morning? You can pick up a shift. <laughs> Drive for Uber Eats. There you go. Yeah, because there's so many jobs. Like, there's so many Uber Eats pickups at 2 in the morning. Well, I don't know. I bet there are. Not here, there ain't. No? Not no. a bunch of stoners who need their, their fix? <laughs> no. Okay. Nope. See, so you can hire David Copperfield or Michael Carbonaro. Everybody is for sale, Chris. Penn and Teller. What? How much does Penn and Teller get? Seventy-five to one hundred and fifty thousand. Good wow. Christ! What kind of business do you have to be in that you've got a hundred thousand dollar budget for celebrity involvement? Um, I don't know. It says, uh, learn how to hire Penn and Teller to, or research availability and pricing for booking Penn and Teller to perform at a corporate event, fundraiser, private party, social media campaign, fair or festival, trade show or conference, endorsement project, or hire Penn and Teller as a guest speaker. So those are all the kinds of things that they want to do. Now, does that mean the Teller will actually speak? Um, possibly. He's spoken before. 
Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he was on Big Bang. Yep. And I saw something else they were on where when they weren't doing the act, he was, like, being interviewed. Yeah. Um, he's done He's done a lot um, of theater uh, production, mm-hmm. of, like, producing shows in, in Chicago. Yep. And so he gets he gets interviewed for that kind of stuff all the time. As well he should. Yeah, I mean he's half of that that duo. Right. I'm just looking in the lower tier um 2500 to 7500 dollars and uh I don't see anybody who I'd want to speak at my my gala isn't that like the Gilbert Gottfried level I I haven't run into him yet so I'm not sure okay matter of fact I don't know who half of these people are (laughs) okay he's a cello player I can see that if you want to hire a cello player uh Bill Dwyer. He sounds familiar. Um, Yeah, I don't see anybody on here where I would be like, take a large chunk of money. I mean, it's cool that that they can get hired for that much, I guess. Yeah. But again, I don't see see anybody if I was having a conference to be like hey why don't you come on out and do like 20 minutes of comedy (laughs) you could get Chappelle no I don't need any controversy thanks no no any PR is good PR I guess let's see we're in the G's so Oh, you can hire Jerry Jewell. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Cousin Jerry? Cousin Jerry. Okay. Uh, No Gilbert Godfrey, though. No, not yet? No. Is there a lower tier? No, that's the lowest tier. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can hire Grandmaster Melly Mel, though. Sure. He's one of rap's greatest innovators as a former leader of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Mmm. I'm sure he'll tell you all about it. Any takers? For the low, low price. Any takers? He's, nope. be, he's between 2500 and 7500 Doesn't say exact. Just kind of No, says, it just says the minimum fee for U.S. Range. dates is the range, and you have to put in your budget. So I'm sure they look at that and then they're like, hmm, let's, uh, let's try to get you this. Let me put in Gilbert's name and just see if he's here. Um, oh, he is here. He is between 40 and $75,000. What? Yep. No way. Yep, through CTI. Okay. Now you could probably pay a hundred bucks to get a cameo by, done by him, and then play that at your corporate event. Well, yeah. 
You think anybody's doesn't done that yet? You think anybody's used cameo in a way that like if the performer knew about it, they'd be really upset. Like, like having saying it's, it's for somebody and giving them all this information. And then you take that and you play it at like, um, like a, like a, a birthday party or something with, with like a whole lot of people in it that goes like outside the scope of what cameo is supposed to be used for. Oh, is camp. Why? Cameo has restrictions. Well, I don't know. I, I would assume so. I would assume oh. it's for like private use. You know, if you're going to pay somebody, well, I mean, if bucks. you're not doing it for, yeah, but I mean, if you're not doing it for profit, but what if you've charged people five bucks a head to get in? Then you're making money. That's for the free beer. <laughs> One free beer for five dollars. <laughs> okay. And a personalized greeting from Gilbert Gottfried. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what brings them in. You never know. I can't believe Gilbert Gottfried is that popular. I well, mean, after he got canceled by Affleck. Uh, well, I mean, that's what that's what whoever is booking him is trying to get for him. Yeah. You know, it, maybe it's one of those things you work for a really well-known company and he's going to do it for like recognition as opposed to like money. Hmm. You know, Google hires him for a corporate event, but they only pay him like three grand. Right. Well, you know, it's Google, so he'll do it. You know, but if you're some chump on the street, he's going to charge you 75 grand. <laughs> and the chump on the street's going to go, I can spend my money better somewhere else. Well, and that's the thing. You're only worth 75 grand if somebody's willing to pay it. Right. Other than that, you're not worth anything. Yep. You know, you're, you're worth the cover at a comedy club. Mm-hmm. But that. I mean, who knows how much he gets to, to perform in comedy clubs. I can't believe it would be $75,000. Well, no, I don't think, I don't think that's 75 grand, but you know, I don't know what comedians would get in a night to headline somewhere. I guess it depends on the comedian. Let's see. How much do comedians get paid? Uh, they're usually paid in cash with the company ch or with a company check, and they are responsible for paying the taxes on their income earned. Okay, so that's fine. Uh, headliner pay. Uh, Comedians who are headliners can deliver 45 plus minutes of stand-up comedy material that consistently generates an average of 18 seconds of laughter per performing minute. And the markets okay. that they are able to work in. I should also make it clear that the pay numbers provided below are low-end numbers. <clears throat> so comedy, comedy club comedians who are headliners... Uh, as comedy one-nighters can generally earn between 100... And two hundred dollars for a single forty-five minute stand-up comedy performance. You say one hundred to two hundred is a headliner. That's what this is saying. Yeah. Okay. In, in comparison, it made is made on an hourly basis with a typical job that would be the range of one hundred thirty-three to two hundred sixty-six dollars per hour. Um, for headliner comedians who have talent and skill to develop a clean act, 
for the non-comedy club markets, events, parties, fundraisers, meetings, etc., those comedians can command five to ten times as much for a single show as compared to the comedy club circuit. So, ten times two hundred is two thousand. Yeah. So you're looking at it like if the a, a headlining act could be anywhere for like two two thousand dollars, according to this for one night for forty five minutes. Yeah, that's not a bad paycheck. Two two hundred bucks for that is not, you know, for if if you're a headliner comedian, it is. It's like two hundred bucks an hour. Yeah. Uh, cruise ship comedians. Uh, who are able to break into the cruise ship market can generally command between $500 to $1,500 per show starting out, depending on what type of performance required. Main stage or the newer comedy club club type venues now available on some cruise ships. Um, and some college comedians who work in the college market can command anywhere between $800 and $1,200 per show in the beginning. So it sounds well, I like think we need to go on the road. We need to take this on the road. It sounds like the comedy club is the worst avenue for you as a comedian. Right. But how do you get seen for other gigs? And I guess that's the I guess that's the the catch here. Yeah. Is you have to work the shitty clubs to to make this kind of stuff. Well, yeah, but that's kind of always the case. Yeah. You know, nobody shows up for, you know, uh, the comedy club or whatever in L.A. and, you know, just gets in for, you know, hey, I want to do comedy. It's like, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and in those cases, they're in L.A., they're trying to get on to like shows and be seen by like the late night people and. Yep. You know, I don't think it's quite the same since Johnny Carson left to where he could like make or break your career. But I don't know. Opening act pay for a comedian in a comedy club is usually between 25 and $50 per show. Wow. Yeah. That's not even worth getting out of bed. Opening acts are usually 15 minutes or less. So, okay. Uh, featured pay, which is the middle act, is between fifty and a hundred, and you have to do fifteen to thirty minutes. Mm. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't thinking that there was this was an avenue for us, but you know, oh. dance monkey dance live, the experience. <clears throat> yeah, I don't think that a lot of people would pay for that. Really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it'd be fun to like, like travel around the country to different places with you and like talk about the experience and shit in front of a group of people. I think that would be fun. I just don't think yeah. we'd get a lot of people to come out. Well, don't know. Don't know until you try. <laughs> so you try. Let me know how it works. Oh, okay. Okay. Sure. I'll Skype in. 
Oh, no. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No? Nope. We could both Skype from the stage. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, we'll go. We'll go with that. Okay. I'm sure everybody would love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we came here for this? Well, kind of. Yeah. You see, we've got a teaser trailer for episodes, or uh, season six of The Expanse. Yes. Yeah. That I'm kind of looking forward to. <clears throat> um, I was, I really wasn't expecting a season this year. Just because yeah. of all the COVID stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing, like how great that footage looks. For I don't think they they shot until like March or April. Yeah. And you know just the just the amount of work that those visual effects artists can put put out in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Because I think they drop all those at once. Oh, do they? Well, they, they used to, yeah. but ever since the boys came out, they've, I, I think they've changed their release schedule. So I might be wrong, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. There was, there was something else that was coming out, um, before the end of the year too, that I was excited about. And I can't remember what it was. Um, is it that 90s show on Netflix? <laughs> no, but I did read about that. Red and Kitty 20 years later? <sighs> I don't know how to feel about that. No? It's all about their granddaughter, Leia Foreman. Oh, is that what it is? Uh-huh. Okay, I didn't I I just For saw the, the summer headline. of 1995. I didn't read what it was about. I just kind of shrugged it off, but I was like, come on. Um Hmm. Well, it's going to be better than the 80s show. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, the uh, the last season of... Um, Supergirl? No. Um, nope. Lost in Space is coming to Netflix. Oh, in yeah. I haven't gotten into that. It's a little weird because the kid that plays Will, Will Robinson has grown quite a bit. Yeah. So like if this story picks up like right after the the last season, there's going to be a huge shift in like like his his look. Okay. So that's always fun to explain. It's a growth spurt. Happens all the time. I guess. So I guess my question is is like Topher Grace going to show up in this show? Well, he's this- got his own series. And I, you know, I tried to watch that. I, 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 I watched the first episode on Hulu and I, I just couldn't get into it. You're not a big Sashir Zamita fan. I don't know who that is. Oh, she, uh, she was on Saturday night live. It's, and she was a tour guide at Disney world. Oh, was she? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things like, um, I just couldn't get into the fact that like everybody in the show was trying to take advantage of the successful brother. Mm-hmm. And it, like, that's not funny to me. Yeah. Like there was nothing about that that I was like, Oh, okay. I can see how this is going to get 
funny or how they're going to handle this. It was just them like like the parents were pissed because they weren't being taken to wherever for Thanksgiving. And it was like, okay, so everybody in this family is terrible. But isn't that true of every sitcom family? (sighs) You'd hope that there'd be one redeeming person in the in the family. Uh, Maybe it's Lupe, the housekeeper. I don't know. I don't know. I just I I didn't watch I didn't watch episode two because I just was like, all right, I'm done. Well, I will say that the most recent episode was pretty funny. Okay. Where they all go to a nightclub. Is that in season two? There's a season two of it? Yeah. There is? Yeah. That And that's was why... It ha- was it half a season one? Yeah, it was only like seven episodes or something. Oh, okay. Um, Because uh, Topher Grace did a... Um, and ask me anything on Reddit where he was promoting yeah. season two. Oh, um, which is why I watched the first episode of season one. Cause I was like, all right, well let me at least see if I'm missing something here. Yeah. And then I was like, no, I can't really say that I am. Yeah. It's kind of okay. I also tried to watch that show on NBC, uh, La Brea. Oh, I, I, yeah. Don't bother. No. Unless you want to laugh at the really god awful visual effects. In the is first, it, what is it? It's like the Labrea tarp, tarp pit opens up and dinosaurs come back to life. No, so this will be a little bit spoilery, but whatever. I don't plan on watching it. Okay, so. so it's a typical morning in L.A. and all of a sudden, what they think is an earthquake ends up being a sinkhole. And so there's this giant sinkhole that swallows the the La Brea tar pits and the area around it. And all these people fall into it and they're all presumed dead, but they all magically wake up in unharmed in like, um, like a forest and like all these open plains and stuff. And what they come to find out is that they have traveled back in time. Oh, Jesus. And, they are still in La Brea, just yeah. La Brea of the past. And there's cavemen and dinosaurs and tigers and all kinds of stupid shit. And they literally point out the fact that, hey, this is just like Lost, like in the dialogue. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I can't watch any more of this. You know, the, the one, the main kid who falls down there with his mom gets mauled by a a wolf or a tiger or something. And there just happens to be a surgeon who has fallen into the hole with them. So of course he's able to save the kid, but like, you know, the kid's the main character. So I don't really have any fear that anything bad's going to happen to him. So it's one of those shows. So don't, don't even bother. It sounds like land of the lost. It's a mixture of Land of the Lost and Lost. Okay. Is what it kind of boils down to, but it's not done very well. It's, it doesn't come close oh. to either one of those. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Not really, but. I mean, good, good, good on them for selling the script and having it made and stuff, but. Yeah. Maybe it gets better, but usually they throw all the money at the pilot. 
in order to suck uh, people in and then yeah. it then it goes downhill and if this is what the best that they had I was like yeah no thanks but I'll wait like I'm just curious um So the second episode is is entitled Day Two, <laughs> in which uh, Josh's life is on the line. Eve traverses the dangerous wilderness to save him. Despite desperate to kickstart a rescue mission, Gavin and Izzy work to prove that that there are survivors alive in the sinkhole. Okay. But it's not a sinkhole because there's this energy ribbon at the bottom that's like like a time vortex thing that when you get sucked through it, you go to the past and it just so happens mm. that the main woman's husband has been to this um, place and has weird visions of it. You know, it's just like a, it's just like a multi mash of coincidence in this show. Yeah. Like really lazy writing. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't bother. You can go ahead and delete that. <laughs> okay. Unless again, you want to make fun of the visual effects because yeah. then it might be worth it, but I don't know. And they just brought back, um, CSI. Yeah. Like the, the original CSI, but now it's called CSI colon Vegas. <laughs> colon Vegas. Yeah. Well, cause they did like CSI colon Miami and then they did CSI colon new Orleans. And so now they have the original cast back and just being instead of just being CSI, which what the original was, it's now CSI colon Vegas. And it's, it picks up kind of like they weren't missing a beat. Like that feels like they brought back the same editors and like the same producers of it. And, um, they have some of the original cast in it and, um, there's a mystery that's being woven into it about like, um, that possibly they could overturn all of the cases that the original CSI team worked on. I mean, it's, it's a, it's, it's a decent comeback for the show. Yeah. I really like CSI the first one. So, okay. It's always I never got into that. I was always fascinated by the science of it. Like, I don't really care for like how the people died, but like the whole forensic science of like, testing fibers and and getting fingerprints and matching things to like tool cuts and stuff like that I always found that shit fascinating okay I was a science nerd what can I say yeah yeah I was never into that no just murder she wrote oh murder she wrote Angela Lansbury it's the only murder that you liked yeah yeah hmm Whatever. 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 And you don't have um. I keep forgetting you don't have Netflix. No. I was wondering. There's a there's a new show called Squid Game. I've heard of it. Yeah. That is some kind of like taking the world by storm. I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but <clears throat> apparently it is another like like death royale. Like if you right. owe a bunch of money, you can enter this game, but you might die type thing. Right. 
It's like Hunger Games. Kind of, yeah. But I guess it's it's like the biggest thing that Netflix has ever produced or bought or something. Oh, okay. Like it's got more people looking at it than like almost any other show that they've ever put out. So, I don't know. I'll have to check that out. Report back what I find. I do find it funny that on Netflix, that so they have a top 10 now of uh-huh. like top 10 whatever in the U.S. today. And nine out of the 10 are Netflix produced shows. Okay. And the, the only one that's not Netflix produced is, is the movie Titanic. Hmm. Okay. People just can't get over when Jack lets, or when Rose lets Jack die. Cause there was space on that door. Damn it. <laughs> They just put all the Seinfeld on Netflix too. Were you a Seinfeld fan? Um, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that it's that late afternoon, um, rerun yeah. kind of situation. So it's like, oh, it's on, and there's nothing else. So, but you don't have watch this. you don't have like a favorite Seinfeld episode. Uh man hands or close talker or soup Nazi or any of that stuff. Doesn't sound like it. No, No. I really don't. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, sorry. I mean, when I watched it, I enjoyed it, but Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't remember anything, you know, urban Cerbero or, or shrinkage or master of your own universe of your own, Whatever it is. <laughs> Puffy shirt. Puffy shirt. Bobka. Bobka, yep. I mean, obviously, I've seen quite a few. Yes, yes, you have. But, um, yeah, I can't say that I was like, I don't know. Okay. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, sorry. You don't have to say sorry to me. All right. Ain't, sorry, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Did you happen to catch Madonna on Fallon a couple of days ago? No. She she apparently flashed him after climbing up on his desk. I don't know if she was doing the whole breathless Mahoney thing. But she's 63 years old. Act your fucking age. Oh, my. Yeah, I'm seeing it on YouTube. Yeah, it's like, oh, God. I mean, she she doesn't look terrible for well, her she doesn't look, age. She doesn't look like somebody you'd want to see flash. No. No. I mean, yeah. You know, I suppose she's expressing herself, but... Mm. I mean, it's it's interesting because there's not a whole lot of close-ups of her. 
Like a lot well, of it's done of how sh- from the two shot. Faces. Yeah. But yeah, now she's climbing on the desk. Yep. Uh, okay. And now she's hobbling off of it. Showing her ass. <laughs> Rolling off of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's not even a, a gilf at this point. No. I mean, what's she wearing like a grill on her teeth? I don't know. Or her dentures slipping. Uh. I mean, yeah. Oh, how some people just need to go away. Oh, have you seen Demi Moore after her latest plastic surgery? No. She's got Joker face. Where did you find that? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Yahoo. Demi Moore 2021. Oh. Yeah, there you go. Oh. What the fuck happened to her? Same thing that happened to Dolly Parton and every other over 50 woman. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Why would you do that to yourself? Because somebody's telling her she looks good. I, yeah, but she's also like, there's that. She looks so young. Her life is like really bizarre anyway. Like, right. Cause like, she doesn't shower and, and Bruce Willis, even though they're, they're separated, lives in the house. Yeah. And like just all kinds of that weird shit of like, what? Okay. Sure. The me more reveals a fresh new look. No, that's not fresh. <laughs> that's pretty fucking stale. Well, I mean, it's fresh as in she keeps her face in Tupperware at night. <laughs> yeah, that's sad. I mean, I, I just look Hollywood. <sighs> Hollywood is extremely fucked up with the ideals that they place an actress's head of like what they need to look like. Mm-hmm. And it would be really interesting to see these people age naturally. Right. But I can't imagine her going through that where she's walking down that, that fashion runway where people are like, who the fuck is that? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, that's to me more. That's to me more. No, it can't be. <laughs> Like, I just, I don't know. That is fucked up. Yeah. Like, she looks almost like a caricature of herself. Mm Mm-hmm. Watch the video of Demi Moore unveils a dramatic new look at the fashion show. 
I, it's dramatic. I'll give it that. She looks like, um, what's her name? She looks like Angelina Jolie in Maleficent where they put on the prosthetic cheeks. Yeah. But this is real. Like, it's almost like she looked at that movie and went, that's the look for me. <laughs> Can you do that? And they you were think like, she took it. She, she tore a page out of entertainment weekly and took it to her plastic surgeon. Yes. And there were wrinkles in it. And yeah. <laughs> the plastic surgeon thought that the wrinkles were part of what she wanted. I mean, and then there's a picture of her, I guess, getting out of a car where she's wearing like a paintball mask Jesus! on her face. Well, is that right after the surgery? I'm well, okay. So she's okay. What it is now that I'm seeing a closer picture is she's wearing a black mask and then she's wearing a, a clear face shield. Oh, over it. That makes it look like she's wearing a paintball helmet. Okay. And I guess that's to hide the surgery or whatever. Don't let air hit your face for at least 24 hours. Man, some people. It's frightening. Yeah, I can't see that as something like that being a conscious decision is kind of fucked up. That's the pressure of being a performer, an actress. But I mean, if you look at pictures of her from 2020 in lockdown with where they're all wearing the same fucking outfit. Yeah. She doesn't look bad for her age. Right. And she's not that old. No. And like she has, she has aged gracefully from whatever the last surgery was. But now it's like, there's no going back from that. She's going to end up looking like that woman that wanted to be the cat. Yes. That's what she's turning into. Jocelyn Wildenstein. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, what a shame. Poor, poor Demi. Or is it Demi? Is it Demi? Is it Demi? Demi Moore? Demi Demi Moore? Demi Moore? Demi-me? Demi? No. Demi Moore? No. No? Do me less. <laughs> <laughs> That's frightening. I mean, we've talked about plastic surgery before. I just don't get it. I mean, look up to me more 2020 in Google and look at, look at the series of pictures of her and Bruce Willis and all the kids in the green and white striped outfits. Uh, if, you, if you can find them. Yeah. It's easy. Star Wars is calling. Yes. It's the ice cream truck. <laughs> it's just, it, what a weird fucking family. I want you to isolate she, with us, Bruce. And, uh, yeah. Demi Moore and Bruce Willis pose with daughters Tallulah and Scout in matching green striped pajamas from Leverett. And then who's the other guy? 
Uh, Emma Hemming Willis and their brood, apparently, whoever those people are. Emma has been leaving comments on Instagram, posts of Willis more and their kids in matching green pajamas. Love and miss you guys, she wrote in the reaction to one post. Looking good, squad. Um, apparently he has three daughters with Demi and then two daughters with Emma, whoever the fuck Emma is. But who's the guy? I don't know. Probably one oh. of the husbands of somebody else. <laughs> Uh, it's not clear why Willis is isolating with more in company. Also with the group are Tallulah and Scout's boyfriends. So I don't know who the older guy is, but the, the other two younger guys are, I guess, boyfriends of the kids. Oh, wait a minute. I'm looking at a different picture. Is this the oh. one where he's got the giant spoon? Yes. Okay. There's a spoon and a fork. And then there's, there's one guy by himself that's sitting on the couch with the two dogs that I don't know who he is. Hmm. That's such a weird Hollywood thing, man. Maybe it's just because he wanted to see his kids. I don't know. Can I stay in your house? His daughters, Ruma, Tallulah, and Scout? Rumor. Rumor. Rumor, Rumor, I think, is actually the one that actually Those are all good names for dogs. Yes. Yep. Aren't they? Yep. Come here, Tallulah. Come here. Come here. Who's a good dog? Come here, Scout. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't Rumor the one they used to call Potato Head? <laughs> I don't know. I I just kind of feel like that's how she was referred to in the press at some point. Possibly. And then she went on like Dancing with the Stars or something and like kind of created her own um, like like person. Like she was kind of breaking away from them. But apparently... Um, Bruce Willis is still married to Emma Hemming. Yeah. But he's, he's living with the me more. Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Rumor Willis opened up about being bullied and called potato head as a teen. I can kind of see the potato head thing. Yeah. She kind of looks like the kid from the mask in some of these. <laughs> Eric Stoles. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be mean because. But you are. Well, no, because you can't, you can't help the shape of your fucking face. But her hairline is up high enough to where she should be wearing bangs or something. <laughs> because that's not a forehead. That's a five head. <laughs> They should be calling her IMAX. Yeah, something. That's not that's not a face shape that you put your hair up in. No. It's just not. And there are definitely pictures that she looks like Rocky from that movie Mask. <laughs> and that's not being mean, that's just saying a fact. Right. Maybe she should do a duet with Cher. Yes. Oh, frightening. There's one picture like I've been scrolling down on rumor Willis pictures and there is a picture of her where she's got like braids. Yeah. In her hair and it's all pulled back and she kind of looks like an alien. Like predator. 
kinda, except with the without the weird vagina mouth. <laughs> Rumor Willis advises trolls who ex- who extremely body shaming her to have private conversation with her. Okay, she can come on this show. We'll talk to her. We'll talk to her. Say, hey, potato head. <laughs> well, if you want to be mean about it. Or we could say, let's talk about you being bullied. Oh, is she blonde in the picture with the braids? I can't. There's a blue background. There's, oh, there's no. like a bright blue background to this picture. I don't know. I was scrolling for a while until I found it. So, but she's successful. Mm. So that's really all that matters. She's got way more money than I'll ever have. So, well, yeah, you know, what the fuck, what the fuck should I, you know, can't really say anything. She's, you know, she's making money. Just living the life she wants to live. So whatever. Good for her. That's right. I mean, I'd much rather see pictures of her than the Kardashians. Oh, geez. Okay. So Kim Kardashian hosted <laughs> Saturday Night Live last night. Oh, weird. You know, we didn't plan that at all. That was just no, totally No, we random. didn't. But boy, it just, you know. Um, yeah, she was horrible. <laughs> well, what did she you was, expect? Well, I expected her to be shit, pretty much. Okay. So, so she didn't disappoint you. No, no, okay. no, no. She she met my expectations. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, she, you can see her reading cue cards the whole time and looking into the camera to see, you know, to make the right faces. And uh, hmm. one of the sisters and the mother was there too. And she did this whole thing during her monologue about all of her sisters with, with the the K names and said, yeah, but my mother just didn't see Caitlin coming. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. But, um, yeah, it was horrible. It was horrible. You could tell that they were really trying to make her look good, but it was Elon Musk bad. Oh, well, I mean, that's what you get when you don't hire or you don't, you don't bring on an an actress. You bring on somebody that got famous for having a sex tape. Yeah. Like, there's no two ways around that. Like she's famous for fucking somebody. And that's it. Yeah. That's all the talent she has. Yep. Jesus. But she has more money than any of us ever will. Yeah. Yeah. She has more money than any of us listening today. Yep. Probably combined. We'll ever have. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just you know you don't have to keep putting those people on TV although I guess I guess the other side of that is you don't have to watch like exactly but you watched it so it's all your fault well I guess I'm 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 putting all the ratings on you so well, I mean, I I time shift and then I, you know, 
and um, I watched it all in fast forward because the musical guest was Halsey. Oh, okay. Really not sure who the hell that is. Um, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I know she's a singer, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know who anybody in music is anymore. No. 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 Not at all. I mean, there's so many people that get famous off of like YouTube and shit that are quote unquote music stars, you know, who knows? Exactly. But you know, you could always be like, um, what's her name? Enya. Yeah. You know, all she do is make music. She never tours. Right. All she does is release music. All you got to do is be like popular enough to sell some albums and then you can live in a castle in Scotland. Yeah. You don't have to go out and actually perform. So maybe that's the key to success. Yeah, could be. I mean, and she did it at a time where there was no real internet, so somebody believed in her. Oh, there's a new image of Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. As who? Willy Wonka. They're doing a prequel. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't hear about that. No. Yeah. Yep. He's the new it boy, apparently. Oh, Jesus. Well, he's in Dune, right? Yes. Yep. He was also in something I watched. What the fuck was it? Um... Timothy. Of course, he's the first one that pops up. Um, let's see if I can figure out what it was. Uh, um, well, none of this looks. None of this looks like familiar to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know I watched something that he was in though. What the fuck was it? it? Wasn't Little Women. Wasn't What the fuck was it? Cuz I remember seeing his name and I was like, "Oh, this is the kid that's going to be in Dune." I know he was in Interstellar, but that's not what I rewatched. I'm at a total loss. Nothing on his IMDb fits with anything that I've watched recently. Okay. You yeah. sure it wasn't like like Tom Holland and you thought it was Timothy Chalamet? No, because I I specifically I when I when I saw his name in the credits, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is the dude that's going to be in Dune." Okay. And so I wanted to see it to see what he was like, and I was like fairly impressed with his acting but I don't see anything in here that I would have watched is that oh the king that's what it was the king the king um um I think I watched it I think this was on Netflix but it's about a prince that's the heir to the English throne um it's about King Henry the fifth 
and he plays um um how is his name in it and it's got yeah it's got ben mendelson in it and and joel edgerton and a bunch of other people okay and it was one of those things that i watched on a whim because i was like i was flipping through something and it was highly rated on netflix and i was like oh okay i'll watch this i mean he was pretty good in it i'll give him that yeah but okay as wonka i'm not really sure no no specifically focuses on a young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oompa Loompas on one of his earliest adventures. Mm. And it's okay. got, it's got the likes of, uh, Olivia Coleman. If you know who she is, she's an actress in England. Keegan, Michael key, Rowan Atkinson, uh, Matt Lucas, who's the bald comedian. In oh yeah. Movie. Yeah. I would assume that he's the Oompa Loompas, but I might be wrong about that. He's the one who's not Rebel Wilson? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so apparently it's the first installment. Oh, Rowan Atkins is in it. Yes. In the Ronald Dahl cinematic universe. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Which means we're going to have a... <clears throat> well, there's already been the witches... That they, Which was horrible. That they did. That they redid, yeah. yeah. That was horrible. So, and apparently Wonk, Willy Wonka came down between Timothy Chalamet and Tom Holland. I was just going to say, because they're both the same people. Well, they look very similar. Yep. And it's rumored to be based off of Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Oh, okay. So, look forward to that in 2022. Mm, no. Or 2023, I'm sorry. Because we're that far out again. Oh, he looks like he's playing the Artful Dodger in Oliver. <laughs> I wonder if this is going to be more of a period piece than the last two. If it's like, you know, this Willy Wonka... it was like at the turn of like the night, the 20th century or something in, mm. instead of like present day of whenever the other two movies took place. Yeah. Cause this is very mm. period looking. Yeah, exactly. What they should do is they should cross Willy Wonka with, um, Sweeney Todd and he's making his candy. <laughs> he kills people blood. and makes them into. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You know, instead of meat pies, they're, you know, there's some kind of weird candy mixture. Mm, there you go. What's the chick's name? Mrs. Lovett? Yes. Yeah. Mrs. Lovett's meat pies? Yep. Or as I like to call the the movie, um, Harry Potter 2.0. Because if you, <laughs> if you watch, if you watch um, Sweeney Todd, like 90% of the cast is from Harry Potter in one version or another you got Snape well, yeah. and you got Wormtail and you got, and you got Depp you got Grizzle Grizz, no what, what is Grindelwald Grindelwald um, you got Bellatic, Bellatrix Lestrange like they're all there and you're just like holy shit like this is Harry Potter without fucking Harry Potter 
It all takes place in Diagon Alley. Yeah. That's my new headcanon. Sweeney Todd is actually Grindelwald in hiding. And he's trying to get rid of his sorcerer enemies, or his wizarding enemies. By shaving them? Yeah. No, by killing them. He's he's undercover as the as a as a barber. Okay. The demon barber of Diagon Alley. There's a short film there. I swear. <laughs> that, there's a film there. There is. There is. That's our next film. There's there's a mashup there that could go a long way. Yep. If only Alan Rickman wasn't dead. Does it matter? Well, you'd want somebody in it. Although we probably could get Johnny Depp. I bet you that we could hire him for not a lot of money. I mean, he's doing those weird sausage commercials, not sausage. What's the, what's the, um, the scent that he does? Scent? Yeah. He, he, he's oh, Sauvage? Sauvage, sausage, Sauvage. Sauvage. Where he's in the where he's in the desert playing the guitar, yes, the and lizards. then he buries his jewelry. Yeah, like we could we could we could hire him easy for this. Uh, probably because nobody else wants to work with him. I mean, look, he is he he willingly goes into Kevin Smith movies now. Well, so I'm again pretty sure that we could hire him, and we we could sell it like you could still be Grindelwald, but as a Sweeney Todd thing. Well, he could be Sweeney Todd with the funky contact lenses. Oh, we're going to like just mash up everything? Yeah. Why not? So like the one eye is, is not like the contact lens from Fantastic Beast, but it's like the, the, the one from his Mad Hatter getup. There you go. Yeah. That would work. That could be, that, oh, that could be a mashup for the ages. There you go. Sounds awesome. You could you could come down here and we could sneak into that big theme park and film it. I'm more than willing to bring my gear down. (laughs) You just need the time. I'll take the days off. I have seen stranger things in theme parks than some guy dressed as sweetheart. I mean, there was an entire movie films secretly in Disney. Disney world. That's right. You know, we know enough people down there. We might be able to get away with it. Yeah. Come on, with all the fucking bloggers and shit. Exactly. As long as it, as long as you're not filming with a selfie stick, you're fine. Yep. It was like the, the when when um, we went to Galaxy's Edge, uh-huh. and I was I was walking through security, and the security guard stopped me because I had a, a gimbal for my cell phone. And he was like, that's not a selfie stick, is it? And I said, no, I'm not going to use it like that. But like, it just keeps the shot steady. And he's like, okay. It's like, so they're not really watching. They don't give a shit. I could walk in with it with my expensive camera and they don't know the difference. I walk in with my expensive camera all the time. Yeah, there you go. It's all good. Yeah. We'll call Johnny Depp's people and see what we can work out. Well, did I ever tell you the story about my great aunt and Johnny Depp? No. 
<laughs> so she and her and her husband moved down to Miami. Okay. And as their kids were growing up, their daughter was dating this guy, ended up marrying him, who was friends with Johnny Depp and his brother. And after she had had her first baby, I guess the husband was partying with Johnny Depp and his brother and doing drugs. <laughs> and the, the, the wife was locked in a bathroom, afraid to come out. <laughs> so, so my great aunt comes storming over. Nice. <laughs> and flushes Johnny Depp's drugs down the toilet. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And then he beat her up? No. No? Okay. No. Wow. So, yeah. Did she yell at him? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, she was feisty. <laughs> she was feisty. Uh, nice. That's awesome. Good times. Yep. All right. You got anything else for this week? No, I'm dry. You're dry? I'm dry. Okay. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. John. Have a good week. Sorry, pal. I guess this is the end of the line. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>